Welcome back to the best of Real Presence Live. Our next segment features an interview with Oscar Delgado on how he won the lottery for the Lord. And welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. Coming to you today from the Resurrection Church in Eveleth, Minnesota, Mark Cheney alongside Father Michael Gary. Good morning. Yes, it is just such a pleasure to be here. Lots more of our show coming up. Uh, of course, we're going to get into another inspired segment here with uh, another guest. And uh, later on, we'll uh, we'll take our 10-minute tour. And, of course, then we'll round out our show this morning with uh, Father Mike. will be joining us by the phone. And uh, Father Mike Schmitz from the Diocese of Duluth will be talking about teens and uh, that I think we could do a whole day. Father Mike Schmitz. Right. Uh, so awesome. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for uh, the rest of this hour. We are about ready to set up our interview here for the next segment of Inspired. Uh, this is a great story, too. Yeah, lots of them. Tell us a little bit about it, Father. Well, um, <laughs> Oscar is, uh, is won the lottery, correct? Yeah, yeah. He So he won the lottery. Uh, so many of us dream about winning the lottery or think about winning the lottery. Well, he actually did. And so the question is, well, what, what is he going to do now? I mean, that's, uh, you know, a fantasy for a lot of people. What would I do? Well, Oscar's here to tell us about what he did. So we welcome Oscar to the show. Inspired. Oh, love to be Hi. Hello. How are you guys? Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Very excited to be on. Awesome. Oscar, thank you for being on the air with us this morning. Tell us first, as we get started, a little bit about yourself. Give us your background. Who, what, where, when, where are you from? <laughs> okay, sure. So uh, so I'm uh, from Chicago. I was born, uh, and I was working for, uh, uh, this all happened in Mexico uh, City in 1992, April 15th. To be exact, um, I was uh, the bureau chief for NBC News for Latin America and the Caribbean. I was a senior war producer for the network and uh, traveled. And uh, what happened was it was during Holy Week, and it was at that point the largest lottery in the history of Mexico. It's called the Melate. And uh, so uh, we used to play, uh, well, my crew used to play all the time in the bureau. They're Argentinians, and if you know anything about Argentinians, they just like, you know, they're very big into these kind of things. So it reached uh, such a high level that I wanted to join the pool. And I was like, hey, you guys, let me uh, let me join. And um, it was interesting. They said, no, no, you're gringo. You're bad luck. You just, no, 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 you just. <laughs> so then uh, I was like, okay, fine. I'll just play by myself. And, uh, well, it happened that uh, I won uh, Holy Wednesday. And um, so I won the, a lump sum of $4.2 million. And, um so I was like, okay, now uh, what's going to happen here? So what is it that God wants me to do with my life? It was uh, kind of a, an incredible moment. But, um, you know, NBC was very good to me. They just said, uh, well, we'd like you to stay. I mean, I was, uh, I was the crazy one that would go in to do and cover wars and everything else. That was my job. So mm. I loved it. So then, uh, But I stayed for a couple more years uh, before I decided to do anything else. But I just knew that... Uh, God wanted me to use that money for something uh, greater. I mean, I was making a very good salary. I had the dream job of my life. This was just like, uh, you know, cherry on the cake. And so I prayed very, very hard to say, all right, you've given me this money. What is it that you want me to do with all this? What is it that you want me to do? So obviously, as I said, it was Holy Wednesday, Holy Week. And 
So I did some prayers, and I, you know, for like a year, struggling, trying to figure out, like, what is it that you want me to do with this? I know you have a mission for me. And um, through, a, uh, through a couple of circumstances, it came to be very clear that uh, what he wanted me to do was promote um, the Divine Mercy message and devotion. That's what he really uh, kind of uh, said, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to promote this. And so I was like, okay. Now, so, at, that, then, at that point, let me, let, let me interject here. Sure. At that point... Were there any doubts? I mean, that's a, just, a, you know, to, to wrap my mind around, that's a huge chunk of money, huge mm-hmm. lifestyle change. Um, I think even for those that are, are really, you know, just tied to the Lord, I mean, there's, there still would be a, a question in my a point of, of, of doubt. Well, how'd you work through that? Well, it's very interesting. So I lived in this... Uh uh, apartment right across from the church, Sacred Heart Church, there in uh, in Mexico City, in the Colonia Roma, and um, I never changed anything, you know, because I had read, you know, uh, very much about people that win the lottery and then you know go crazy and stuff like that. So I was very balanced in terms of like, all right, this is not my money. The first thing I knew, and and because again, remember, I went during Holy Week, Holy Wednesday, I knew that it was not my money. So this is God's money, and so He gave it to me to do something. So I'm going to be responsible for it. So I knew for off the bat that it wasn't mine, and I knew I had a mission for it. So I was very conscious of not to be crazy. And, you know, the, what was interesting is that uh, my network, you know, NBC at that time and everything else, was just like, listen, what do you want to do? Because they don't want me to leave because nobody, it's not crazy. And I was like, really crazy. I like covering wars. And I knew that, uh, you know, I just, got an adrenaline rush and everything else covering all these different things because I was trained for that. So I liked going all over the world and seeing, you know, and, and covering these kind of conflicts and kind of understanding and uh, for whatever reason, you know, it was something that I think God was using um, me and, and using that type of skill set to then be able to do something else. Now, when you so, say your life was crazy, for those of us that don't know your background, this is the best of Real Presence Live. We're currently bringing you an interview with Oscar Delgado on what he did with the money after winning the lottery for the Lord. Now, back to the interview. Can you expunge a little bit about how it impacts your life to be in that situation of covering wars and turmoils in the the war-torn hells of the world? I, I just can't imagine being in that that spot. And you say you embrace that and love it. Um, it it's got to be an A and an adrenaline rush, but B just a, a perseverance. Right. Well, because you know, there's two, there's two ways you can react in this in this sense. I mean, if you're, you know, most journalists and most of those in my business, um, uh, there's two ways of dealing with it. One is that you. Uh, you know, you have, you just you look at the misery and just hang out at the bar, and you know, or uh, in my case, I mean, I I still go to mass on Sundays, no matter where it was, and and say, so, you know what, these are the choices that people make, and this is why we're in the conditions that we're in because you, you forget about God, you forget about our faith, you forget about like what we're supposed to be doing, and this is the result. And you take God out of the equation. So that was my philosophy. I mean, I always looked like I had three heads because they always knew the desk always knew like look. Sundays, you guys give me out, I'm taking out an hour, you guys, I'm not reachable, you know what I mean? So, as you know, as a, so, um, that's I mean, a, that's, the conference. yeah. So. That's a great witness of faith, Oscar, and I, I got to commend you, too, for uh, keeping your head 
uh, in those circumstances, um, specifically I'm talking about with winning the lottery and, and, and holding fast to your faith. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the saints have said over and over that uh, the Lord, uh, he, he gives some wealth uh, for a purpose. He doesn't give us wealth. He doesn't give us our intelligence. He doesn't give us our courage. He doesn't give us whatever gifts we have and whatever uh, benefits we've received. He doesn't give us that to no effect and for no good reason. Um, but he's given you this opportunity to, to uh, with uh, receiving this, these, uh, this tremendous amount of money. So t- tell us again a little bit more about uh, how that, how you're promoting the divine mercy so what happened was then, uh, so this was 1992, this was, uh, you know, years ago. So then I uh, hooked up with the Marians of the American Inception, Father Seraphim, and, and I was like, okay, so this is my mission, and uh, you guys are like the official promoters of the, the Divine Mercy Message and Devotion. And so I uh, teamed up with them. I teamed up with the Missionaries of Charity, Mother Teresa's Order, and started spreading the Divine Mercy, and then I started building adoration chapels uh called uh for the divine mercy uh, for divine mercy uh sick and dying so there's a special devotion in a lot of these uh adoration chapels but both uh, uh many of those that are um for divine mercy for the sick and dying so every hour you pray for those that are sick and those that are dying at that hour so um so i did that and those are the kind of the things that i worked on to try to spread the message and devotion of divine so mercy. you built uh, chapels or adoration, adoration, adoration chapels, yeah, adoration professor, chapels. Professor, yeah. yeah, professor adoration chapels. That's like the thing, and then worked with the Marians and uh, just did a, a lot of different things to just try to promote um, the message and devotion of divine mercy. And yep. So that's uh, kind of what I did. So. <laughs> and uh, spent all my money, so I'm kind of like living, you know, day to day. I'm consulting and doing uh, uh, work there, but you know, I did. I did spend it. I did use that money for um, the purposes that God gave me. So I didn't put it in a 401k. I didn't do it because I just, that's just how I work. You know, it's how I roll. So I was like, all right, you give it to me. All right, here you go. Boom. Gone. Wow. So that's it. So I just live day by day. I live in now in Rochester, wow. Minnesota. And, uh, and, um, and so just uh, doing my life and um, just doing whatever God wants me you know, to be able to do. So. An incredible and passionate story in following, you know, God's God's word and God's direction. Yeah, to be open to, uh, you know, His word and His suggestions. Uh, I, I don't remember if you mentioned it, but um, did you say was this just kind of like uh, you, you said the the lottery got up so high that you thought I'm going to I'm going to go in for that? Yeah, that, it was. Yeah, it was just yeah, kind of a fluke exactly thing, right. or <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a fluke thing. It was like you know what, it got so high, and then you know when my uh, my crew, you know, at the bureau rejected me. I was like, kind of mad. I was like, oh, really? Okay, fine. I got to play by myself. So hmm. I took my driver and I went to go play. And I, just, you know, it was just an interesting because you know I had a rosary in my pocket and I had, you know, I was playing the lottery, put the tickets there, and then I was like, and I called my cameraman. I was like, oh, what are the numbers for the who won? So he read because he was always like a fanatic about that. So I wrote down the numbers on a piece of paper. I just still remember that. I hung up the phone. And I took the first lottery ticket out. I was like, oh, okay, these are the numbers. And then I looked that they matched. Huh. I'm like, this can't happen. Is this serious? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's so funny because the people like, uh, you always hear about, uh, 
people in California, you know, um, yeah, yeah. winning and they're, they're usually sometimes undocumented workers or whatever. But it's funny that an American won in Mexico. So that was like, that was huh. funny. So what so was the was reaction the of your coworkers? Well, they couldn't believe it. I mean, they were like, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. It's like, well, you guys, you know, you, you know, so it was, uh, it was very, it was very exciting, but you know, they were good friends. They were happy for me. And, and I was, and again, I continued to work for a uh, few more years. Um, so which is crazy, but yeah, I got kidnapping insurance, but I continued to work and, uh, then finally retired and started doing, uh, other things. So that's the story. An awesome story. Thank you so much for uh, sharing it this morning and sharing your sure. passion. What what message would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, God has a purpose in every one of our lives. And so what I would really suggest, I mean, if you're struggling, if you're working through what is it that God wants to do, really pray and discern, because every one of us is unique, and every one of us has a special gift and talent that God uses. It may not be winning the lottery, it might be something uh, something else, but... Just remember that God has given you a very special mission that only you can fulfill, and to really think about it and go forward uh, on that. Just don't get discouraged, especially now in these times. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Oscar. Sure. Appreciate it. All right. And uh, yeah, appreciate you joining guys. us to the program. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, an, an incredible story. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier today, Father, about gifts and tools and to use them with the Lord and uh, our, our make use of those gifts. Yeah. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Cardinal George who said something to the effect of, you know, uh, God um, gives uh, wealth to the rich um, for the sake of the poor. And uh, he, he gives the poor to the rich uh, for the sake of their salvation. Uh, he, he, it was some something to that effect, basically. Like even uh, those who are needy in our midst are there for a reason as well. Um, so to be mindful of what we have, and to be mindful of what um, of what, how God might be calling us. So a great story from Oscar. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back. We are here broadcasting from the Resurrection Church in Eflith. Mark Cheney, along with Father Michael Gary, you are listening to Real Presence Live. Up next on the best of Real Presence Live, we'll visit with 98-year-old Ray Fettig about how God led him from a life of rodeos and ranching back to his Catholic faith. <laughs> 